Hi, this is Lisa Hawkins, and I am the author of Christian Warrior Woman, a guide to taking back your faith, family, and future. So if any of the podcasts, if you'd like to go deeper in the subject, you can order the book on Amazon. I praise God it's a bestseller on Amazon, and I pray and hope that it truly blesses your life and takes you to a higher level of faith, of healing, and of understanding your identity in Christ. Well, let's jump into it today. Today, I have the Lord didn't even allow me to get much rest because I guess he wanted me to share this message. There's someone out there that needs this message um, right now in their life. And what I'm going to talk about is struggle through the Christian lens. And so what does that mean? You know, the thing that I find most interesting in working with believers is their sense of struggle, the sense that I think we listen to a lot of messages that talk to more of what we're going to get from a spiritual standpoint, and it appears that believers many times believe because they are saved because they tithe, because they go to church, that struggle should elude them. And what's very depressing to see is that when believers have struggle, what happens to their faith or their character or how they were all positive when things were going great in their life and Jesus was wonderful and the Lord. And then when something happens, whether it's tragic or financial or in their relationship, all of a sudden they act like God is the opposite. And it goes back to how we think of our life. And when we believe that We're entitled to a perfect life because we serve Christ now. I think as leaders or in ministry, we're leading people astray because struggle is real for everyone. And the two main differences, our salvation and our faith and our hope and believing in God helps us get through the struggle, but and it also prevents some of the struggles that we'll run into when we're living a life away from sin, meaning not doing, having willful sin in our lives, making wiser choices. So does it eliminate struggle totally in our life? No, but it does, believe it or not, Um, shield us from so many traps that we could add to our life. So we have to get to the mindset of understanding that we are Christians and we serve Christ. So if we look at Christ's life, who he is the son, is, was the son of God, and we look at his life, Why should we think that our life should be laid out 
in perfect harmony. And I don't know. Maybe um, you'll have to send me a message back on why you believe that, because Scripture doesn't say that. Scripture doesn't state that the Lord is going to provide you with a husband who's wealthy, good-looking, will love you forever, and will jump when you say jump. Right? You might have a husband who's faithful to you, maybe hardworking, and maybe, according to you, he might look average-looking. But you know, someone who loves pampers and adores me, he might look, he might be better looking than someone who looks good and you don't know where they are at night or you're fretting about um, where they're spending their money or who they're with. So it's all our perspective, correct? And it's all what we choose to believe. So struggle, what could struggle be? Struggle could be our health. Struggle can be with our children, our jobs, our finances, the struggle of being a single parent, the struggle with helping with working and taking care of our family and taking care of your parent as well. But we have to realize that everything happens for a time. So I'm going to read the scripture, which is Romans 5, 3, 5. I'm sorry, make sure I say this right. Romans 5, 3 through 5. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Now, you may read that and you might say, Oh, Lisa, yes, suffering produces perseverance. But I will tell you from my life experience and probably yours, if you step back and think about, I, I truly learned in struggle, and if we want to, and you call it suffering, that there is a character, there is behavior that is produced from that experience. Now, for some people, they may um, go through this a couple of times because maybe they didn't learn the first time, the second time, or the third time. But I will say that in the midst of your struggle, there are decisions that you have to make, which when you think of those decisions, that it comes down to character, it comes down to what you believe. Can you choose that? I'll give one in financial and I'll make this one up. Um, well, I actually don't have to make it up. I know someone this happened to. It's a woman who was in leadership in church. She was struggling financially. And she met a gentleman. And instead of waiting on God, she moved in with this man who she knew didn't love her. He was still in love with his ex-wife. But why did she do it? She did it because she needed a place to live and needed security. But what else did she give up? She gave up marriage 
for living with someone when she knew better. And so she did what? She grew impatient. She grew weary. She grew tired. But what she was doing in that time of the struggle financial was she wasn't depending on God. She was depending on her own ideas. And so I've had to, and probably many of you listening, maybe the first time you have a certain struggle in your area, you rely on your own strength, your own knowledge, or maybe what the doctor said or what someone else said, and then you find it didn't work. And then you might do it again. And then somewhere you become mature and you realize that you don't have the answers, but God does, and that you're going to wait upon the Lord. So in that waiting, it produces that perseverance. It produces that character because you're not going to sleep with someone at the job to get ahead. You're going to get ahead on your own merit. You're not going to degrade or talk badly about someone else so that you can look better and maybe get the benefits that they may have gotten. Hopefully that makes it clearer that the character piece, I think many times people go through and they think of the perseverance and they think of the the hope. They want the hope, and but the character is what is so strong that I want to emphasize tonight. The character comes out in the struggle. And when you resolve yourself to submit to God and to say, not by my will, not by my strength, not by my ability, but God, because you are faithful, because your word says that you are faithful and you are loving and you will not forsake me nor leave me then our character shines through. And also, our faith, the light gets turned on for our faith, right? And God hears that prayer. He sees that light shining brightly before him, and he responds. So whatever messages you have heard about struggle, and I've had people tell me, and I always want to smile at them, I pay my tithes. And I'm like, yeah, So what does paying tithes have to do with struggle? That sounds like some sermon you heard in church where someone told you you give to get. And that's not true. So you're giving because the Holy Spirit has led you to be a faithful tither and to give offerings and to serve. But outside of the physical giving and doing, We got to get our heart into being activated and knowing that when struggle comes upon us, that our heart is positioned, that our character, our behavior is positioned for success, that we know this is a short time. Why do we know it's a short time? Because it has to pass, because the word says that. So we have to remember that struggle is temporary. For some, it might be a week. For someone, it might be a year. For someone else, it might be 10 years. But I truly believe when we raise our banner of faith and we put our hope in God, 
that we pass through quicker through this struggle than when we come up with our own plans. And trust me, I've had so many plans of my own that some worked or some took me around the mountain again. But when we put our hope, when we put our faith, when we put our trust and patience in God, it goes a whole lot faster. So we will struggle. So if we look at Romans 8, 17 through 18, Romans 8, 17 through 18, it says, and I'll say it again, Romans 8, 17 through 18. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory, I consider that our present suffering sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. So I want to make want two things clear. When we talk about the glory that will be revealed in us, you know, don't think Lisa is talking about when you die and get to heaven, that there is a glory there waiting for you. But I'm talking about the glory that is in the here and now. You see, many times we'll hear people talk about, well, one day, one day when I'm in heaven, no, Jesus came to bring you hope and glory in this life and in the next life, to bring blessings in the here and blessings in the after here, if you want to go there. We are not just living and struggling for eternity. Eternity, from in my mind, started the day I accepted Christ. That's when our eternity started. Because if the word, if we renewing our mind daily, every day, we should be getting stronger. Every day, the word should be reaching deeper within us, deeper within our thoughts, deeper within our mindsets, deeper within what we what we say, what we speak, how we think, how we behave. So when we're talking about going through a struggle, I want you, wherever you are in that quiet place right now in your notebook, what are some of the characters, some of the behaviors that you are seeing as a pattern during the struggle? Are you complaining? Are you moaning and groaning? Are you calling everybody, trying to beg and borrow and steal for them to help you through this struggle? Or are you on your knees? Or are you in the word um, putting your petition before Christ and letting him know that you need him, that you submit to him and his plan and his glory that he has not yet revealed in your life? You see, we can't say that we are believers when we're grumbling and mumbling like the children of Israel because We have a perfect example there. What happened to them? They just went around and around and around and around the mountain. 
They were, what, two weeks away from the paradise? And instead, it took 40 years. How many years have you been trying to get out of particular struggles in your life? And how many times have you put that struggle before Christ and did it according to his word, according to allowing him to guide your life without thinking that you had a better plan? I dare you. I challenge you to think that way. So when we talk about the skills, the next, the, the third step is the skills to get through. What's the first skill? Is acknowledging who has all the power and whose kingdom I belong to. You see, as a kingdom citizen, I have kingdom value. I have a, a king who wants to, to ensure my safety, my, who covers me, who, when I cry out for justice, hears me. So the skills that we need just to begin is to understand who we are in Christ, our identity. But the skills to get you through I'm going to give you three skills. You have a mouth that can speak. You have eyes that can see or braille. And so if you can pray and if you can read your word. And my third one is, and if you can fast. There is no struggle that you can't get through. There is no struggle that you can't get through if you can pray, read the word, and fast. Those are the skills. When you look in the Bible and you look at the skills of the disciples, you look at when the Lord, um, and if you read in Acts, when the Lord said to wait in that upper room, he didn't tell them when the Holy Spirit was coming. He told them to wait. And imagine all the people who started out waiting, but imagine only 120 were left to receive. You see, when we know something is real, when we believe in the word, we'll wait. That patience will come and we will wait. I want to read Galatians 6, 9 to you. That patience will come when you truly believe. So Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And whether, and when I said that last word, there's someone probably listening to this message who is single, maybe single mom or just single, who has given up on marriage, who has given up on the possibility of a godly, good man to come into their life. 
And I want to tell you, do not give up. Do not let the enemy steal your hope. And I know that is a word for someone listening to this message that God wants you to know. And I know that you sense it, you feel it when I was reading that scripture. You will reap a harvest. And don't give up whether it's for, I I felt it for someone who's waiting for, who has been living a holy life and waiting for a husband. But even in sickness, you may have stage four cancer, breast cancer, you may have any kind of, any type of sickness, cholesterol, high blood pressure, heart disease. Don't give up. Stay in faith. Stay in fasting. Stay in anointing your head and anointing your body, anointing your mind and stating, God, I trust you. Excuse me, God, I put my trust in you. Hebrews 10.36 says, Steady patience is what you need so that after doing the will of God, you may receive what you were promised. Many of us have prayed. Many of us have heard and seen the promises of God. You are alive because of a promise. You are alive because God had a plan for you. You are alive to fight through this struggle. You know, this is called Christian warrior woman. The Lord didn't have me call this the sweet Jesus girls or sweet Christian women. This is called Christian warrior woman for a reason. All of us have different battles, different struggles. But one thing we all have, we have Jesus on our side, in our heart and the Holy Spirit abiding within us, who is all knowledgeable, who gives us talents and gifts and will see us through every struggle. Does that mean you're not having going to have a hard time? No. But what it does mean is that the struggle you're going through, people are watching and people know who you are. And I want your light to shine bright through the struggle. Shining bright through good times means what? Everybody looks good when they have money, success, and love, and all of that. We all look You don't have to be a Christian to look good. But when you are in the midst of a struggle, maybe it's a sickness, maybe it's a wayward child, whatever it may be, when you are smiling and giving God glory and not allowing yourself to look weak and fragile and overcome by your struggle, your light is shining bright. You see, your light is shining even in what others would see as darkness. Your words are encouraging. Your words speak life over yourself and those around you. 
That's who we are as believers. And that's how we have to encourage one another. You may not be sick or in a serious struggle, but you may know someone that is. And you may need to be that light to help them keep the faith, to help them shine bright, to help reinforce them and uplift them and hold them up when they are weak. We all can become sick or weak in our mind and in our body. And praise God if we could have someone who can be a sister or a brother that can say, I am going to walk alongside you. I'm going to stand alongside you and pray with you and see you through this. We're supposed to love our enemies and we're supposed to love our neighbor. How are we showing that love if we're not there in the midst of struggle. We can't only be there to celebrate and eat other people's food and go to their parties, but we need to be there to maybe hold a bucket when they're spitting up or maybe by their bedside, holding their hand and praying and reading the word or singing a song when they can't keep their food down. That shows love. That shows godly love. We are too busy being chasing after what other people want and wanting to be around people so maybe what they have rubs off on us. Let us be there to also serve. There's balance. We need to serve, but we also need to be around folks that can uplift us. Let me go to the next one. Patience. I've read the one on patience, but finding moments of joy. In the midst of whatever struggle you are having, I want you to make a note. You have to find time to laugh. Whether it's finding a comedy show on TV or in a movie or being around friends who make you laugh, You have got, laughter is free. And you have got to find time of joy. No matter what your struggle is, no matter what your loss is, you have got to find a moment every day to bring, believe it or not, when you make your mouth go into a smile, it sends a signal to your whole body. Right? It's neurological that you can even make a smile happen. You have muscles in your face that give you the ability to smile. And those are free. Think of something that's happened in your past and smile. I don't know about you. I'm sure you have had a happier days. Read something. Find something. Talk to someone about something, a funny story that can bring a smile to your face. Because Proverbs twelve twenty five says, Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. So we, you've got to find the cheer and lighten that weight. We should be anxious for nothing, and it's easier to say than do. So one way 
to break up anxiety is to bring laughter, to find joy, to call somebody who you know will make you laugh, who will not go into woe is me and go through asking you 50 million questions that will make you feel worse than before you called. But call someone who's going to make you laugh. So you're seeking joy and laughter. I want you to look at Philippians 4, 6. Philippians 4 and 6. 4, 6. Because I want you to look at that scripture as a scripture about peace. Peace is something that we all need. And it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, what did I say earlier? By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. So prayer, petition, thanksgiving, you know, just praising God. You know, another way to experience joy and peace all in one is if you've got music that you enjoy to dance to, to praise God to, to worship to, that is an area for me that brings both because it brings me peace of mind because I, I remove myself from the anxiety and the stress of that moment of that day. And I take myself into a moment. There are songs I can play or I hear on the radio and I'll be driving and I just start moving. And in that moment, I'm not thinking about my struggles and my problems. I'm thinking about praising God. I'm thinking about being thankful. I'm thinking about the words in the song that talk about my relationship with Christ. I know you have songs that do that for you. Those are the things that you need to be focused on. Not thinking of plan 1000 that probably won't work, but put yourself in a place of prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, and I promise you, peace will follow. And I want you to remember, in from 1 Peter 5.10, the last one is this shall pass. 1 Peter 5.10. And this is what I was talking about earlier, that stress, struggle, it passes. And we have to have faith, power, and authority to ride it out. To know that God is for us and that he will not leave us, that he won't forsake us. And that we have to be on guard every day, every day.
because our lives and our families are at risk and we have to be strong. So if you have 1 Peter 5.10, let's read it together. 1 Peter 5, verse 10. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. What I love about that scripture, and I don't know about you, but in my prayer and struggle, I am claiming suffer a little while. Lord, your word says that I will suffer only a little while. So Lord, I'm praying my little while is even shorter than what I think my little while should be. Because what's the definition of a little while? I'm always praying that, well, Lord, I think of a little while as X, but I know your little while may be a little bit longer, but whatever time frame it is, it shall be a little while and I shall be stronger and I shall be more steadfast in my path and you will have me at a higher level of faith. I will appreciate the moments until I get my victory. That's what I want you to think about, where you are headed, not where you are, not where you're sitting right now, not in the midst of your struggle, but that you are getting up and getting out and moving forward. And you remind yourself every day, a little while. If you're in school and hoping to get out of school and have a great job one day, I hope you would encourage yourself by saying, okay, working on this um, um, degree is going to be over in X amount of time. Well, you may not know what the little while is with God, but it is a little while. So I would remind myself, when you wake up and feel the burden of a struggle, this is for a little while. And God is making me stronger. He's firmly planting my feet on a foundation. I am going to be steadfast because I am going to hang my hat, my faith, my hope on Jesus alone. And if I do that, I shall not lose. So today we talked about struggling through the Christian lens. And what does that look like? We said, one, I shared with you that we will struggle. Two, the skills, I shared the skills to get you through. Four, we talked about patience in Galatians. Five, we talked about finding moments of joy from Proverbs. And peace, the next one in six, we talked about peace. Philippians 4, 6. You know, I wasn't even trying to go for seven. That's the Lord. And the seventh is this shall pass. This shall pass. First Peter's 5.10. I'm just laughing at the Holy Spirit because I didn't realize there were seven, seven keys here. But seven ways for you to deal with struggle and put struggle underneath your feet.
I pray that these the seven thoughts and ideas and ideologies, I pray that they bless you. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that every woman who heard this message, these nuggets, God, that you start them in a new direction, that today their mind is renewed, their spirit is refreshed, and that they are armed and ready to deal with the struggle and strife and stress that may come their way, that they are more than conquerors. They are overcomers in Jesus Christ. Amen and be blessed. See you soon.